Praise God. <laughs> Ephesians 3 from verse 8. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. Just think, though I did nothing to deserve it, and though I am the least deserving Christian there is, I was chosen for the special joy of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. So, I just want to give a little background. I mean, I don't know if it's little, but I believe you guys already know the story. But why is Paul feeling like he's the least person to speak in this place? Why is he saying that he's the least of all saints? He has a history with God. He has a history with the God he thought he knew. Cynthia, read the next verse before we go to Acts 9. Um, sure. Can somebody else open Acts 9 for us, please? Okay, do you want me to read 9? Yes, nine? please. I was chosen to explain to everyone this plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose was to show his wisdom in all its rich variety to all the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. They will see this when Jews and Gentiles are joined together in his church. This wow. was his plan from all eternity, and it has now been carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. That is 11, personally. Awesome. So, Paul starts off talking about his own history. If somebody reads this place, they, they will be wondering why is he saying he's the least of all the saints. And that's where uh, Acts chapter 9 comes in. So, Saul was persecuting Christians because he felt that you know, the whole thing with Judaism, they don't believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. They are still waiting for the Messiah because they expect him to, to have come differently. And so in that day, they were killing Christians. He was literally heading out of Jerusalem, going on to Damascus to kill more Christians. And that was when he encountered Jesus Christ. The amazing thing with Saul's encounter is that he beheld Jesus Christ the Jesus that had lived on the earth and was now in heaven. He had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ that is seated in heavenly places. This, this is who he came in contact with. Many of us feel like this kind of thing is only for a few people, but it's still available to us. You know, people are still encountering Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I want us to, you know, have this mind shift. I, I don't know if... Saul saw the Jesus that was on earth before he resurrected, before he died and all of that process. I don't know, but can you imagine coming in contact with the man you thought was a nobody? Actually, he is God. He is the son of God. That whole encounter. Can you imagine Paul having that encounter? You know, put yourself in Paul's shoes for a moment. And the thing that stands out to me is that when he would engage this Jesus in the heavenly realm, his physical sight was taken away from him. So he was beholding this Jesus with a spiritual sight. There was a radical change for Paul. Like one minute you're operating in the flesh. One minute you're seen in the flesh. The next minute you are just transformed from a fleshly being to a supernatural being. You are no longer looking at things in the physical sense. You are looking at things supernaturally. So he could behold Jesus. When all the other people around him didn't see what was going on, they saw no one. Please, whoever is in Acts 9 verse 3 should read it, please. As he traveled, he approached Damascus. 
and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. See no one. Hearing the voice, but see no one. <laughs> it's like when Jesus Christ said in John 3 that whoever is born of the Spirit is like the wind. The wind blows wherever. Nobody sees where the wind is blowing. You can't see it, but you can hear the sound, right? So the, the, as physical beings, they could hear the sound. They could not see Jesus, but Saul could see Jesus. And Saul could hear Jesus. Because in this moment, just one encounter with Jesus, there's this song that says, with just one look, everything changes. I'm captivated. Just one encounter with Jesus. You're transformed from a physical being to a spirit being. Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was unable to see for three days, and he neither ate nor drank. Thank you. So he couldn't eat for three days. He couldn't see for three days. Hallelujah. This is a man that was in a continuous flow of the Spirit. Once he had that encounter with Jesus... That supernatural life began for him. He didn't even desire anything in the physical anymore. He couldn't see the physical anymore. He couldn't eat anymore. He was just caught up in an encounter with the Lord. He was in the spirit realm. What was happening with Saul? So based on that whole encounter, you hear Saul. I want us to pay attention to Saul because Saul is talking about what he has experienced and he's presenting his experience to us as something that we can also have i see saul showing us a pattern of that life that comes in contact with jesus and changes a transformed life a life that is no longer living to satisfy the flesh but a life that is living in the spirit so when you read earlier on and you hear Paul saying that he's the least of the saints, but he was called to the Gentiles to preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of God and to make the fellowship of that mystery. He talks about this mystery because he's caught up in a mystery that the natural senses cannot even comprehend. A mystery that is hidden in God. Yes. And in verse 10, he said that the intent, that God had an intent to display his manifold wisdom. Praise the Lord. And this wisdom was to be displayed by us, the church, to principalities and powers in heavenly places. Amen. This teaching is really mind-blowing because one moment Saul is operating in the physical. The next moment Saul is caught up in a spiritual encounter and he remains there. Even though Saul was a man who persecuted Christians, God's intent for him was already set in place. God's intent for him, as verse 10 says, was for Saul to display the manifold 
wisdom of God. And when God sets his intent on us or on a person, it manifests. He walks with that person to manifest his intent for that life. So I want you guys to hold on to the fact that we are looking into God's intent because we are made in the likeness of God. So when God has an intent, he's working to see that intent manifest. So he is making us conscious that there's a purpose for our lives. And once we know this purpose, we can set our intent to also see it materialize. Paul didn't see that intent when he was busy killing Christians. But by the time he encountered Jesus, he began to think differently. He began to operate differently. God's intent was becoming Paul's intent as well. So Alma, I want us to go back to Acts 9 and finish it up. We'll stop at 18. Okay. Yeah. It says, now in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he answered, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, get up and go to the street called straight and ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come in and place his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. Have in mind that Saul could not see in the physical for those three days. However, he is seen in the spirit. He is seeing God's intent for his life. Before it manifests, God is telling Ananias that Saul has already seen you lay hands on him. He has already seen you in the spirit lay hands on him. And he has seen himself see again. It's the same thing. God has already seen you become that amazing woman of power that displays the manifold wisdom of God to principalities and powers. He's already seen you do it. As a spirit being, you come into alignment with him. God saw this whole encounter happen, happen for Saul. And so when Saul was blinded in the natural, he began to see in the spirit the same thing that God saw him do. The same way that God saw him become. He began to see as his father did. Next verse, please. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, especially how much stuff he has brought on your people at Jerusalem. And here in Damascus, he has authority from the high priest to put in chains all who call your name, confessing you as Savior. But the Lord said to him, go, for this man is a chosen instrument of mine. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and sons of Israel. Amen. 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 That is so powerful. How many times do we hear God tell us to do this for a person or talk to this person and then we're first looking at them in the natural, right? That was, Nanaya's like, Lord, if you didn't know, <laughs> as if God does not know who Saul was, if you didn't know, uh, maybe I should give you a little history about this guy, God. <laughs> like if you don't know this is the one that has been killing us god are you sure like i don't know if you understand who this man really is you know he's gonna kill me right god god is like no 
My intent for your life, my intent for Paul's life has already been set. See, he's already seen you. He has already seen you lay hands on him and he received physical sight. It's already been done. All you need to do is go and manifest that which has already taken place in the spirit. Display the manifold wisdom of God to the principalities and powers. That's what you need to do, Ananias. Amen. And I want you to take note of the same thing God told Ananias about Paul. He said that Paul was chosen to preach to the Gentiles and to kings and to the people of Israel. Amen. I don't know if when Ananias got there, he's like, Paul, you're going to preach to the Gentiles and to kings and to the people of Israel. I don't know. But what I know is that that destiny that God had designed for Paul was now available for any spirit being who would come in alignment with God's purposes for Paul to know. So Ananias began to know Paul by the spirit. Because God began to tell him who this man is now. The old nature you're talking about is not it. This is the new man I'm talking about. Saul no longer exists. All things are completely passed away. Completely. Behold, all things have become new. I don't know what you're talking about. What I am telling you is that this man has been called to the Gentiles. He's been called to preach to kings. He's been called to the house of Israel. <laughs> and that is the destiny he is going to leave out. And so Ananias was in agreement. And I'll just finish that up uh, without us having to read it. But he went there and he called him brother Saul. He laid hands on him. Now he was his brother because he now saw him in the spirit. He had come into alignment with God's supernatural destiny for soul. God's intent was manifest because another person on the earth was coming into agreement with the destiny scroll that God had written concerning Saul. And the scales fell off of his eyes. And then he was now able to see physically. But I want you to know that all through those three days, he gave up the natural to be in the spirit. There was an exchange that took place. He was solely a man living and thriving in the spirit for him to be able to see Ananias come and heal him. Now that we have the background of Saul's life, we can come back to Ephesians 3 and understand better when he is repeating the same thing that God told Ananias about him. The same thing. He's repeating it, that he's been called to the Gentiles. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all see, to make all see. Remember, Paul's whole encounter was about seeing into the supernatural, seeing into the spirit realm. Now he wants all of us to be able to see what is the fellowship of this mystery in Christ Jesus? This mystery that has been hidden before time began. What is God's intent? God's intent is to display his wisdom. And that wisdom will be displayed through you and I. Paul wants to see that we are displaying God's wisdom in heavenly places. Cynthia, your Bible says in the heavenly realm. 
We are right now displaying God's wisdom in the heavenly realm. It's not after we die and go to heaven or after rapture. No, God's intent is for us to display it right now. We are the ones to display the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far, but you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support and thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you, go for it, go grab your copy, please grab your copy, tell me about it, tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life, tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.